Hi guys, welcome to episode 29 of the Mental Health Podcast. Today I'm talking to Lucy. You can find her Lucy Barry Coach, Barry with an IE, um, on Instagram. She has links to her website on there. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I think she's absolutely lovely. And we just basically talk all things mental health, things that we've been through, we touched on, um, anxiety, meditation, and how important it is to not only, you know, get a therapist, but maybe get a life coach, you know, they're completely different things, but they help in such amazing ways. People get put off, you know, with therapy and getting the coach because they think of the money, but, you know, you'd invest that in your business or you'd invest that in other things, you know, I mean, you spend that on your nails and your hair, you know, what better way to spend your money than spending it on yourself and investing in yourself? Um, yeah, so I definitely think life coaches are very underrated. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope that you pick up some tips as well. Make sure to be following me on Instagram, the mental health podcast with a dot in between each word. And if you like true crime and conspiracy theories, go follow Jodie and Chelsea on Instagram. Um, and we're the same on YouTube as well, if you want to head over there and subscribe. Um, but yeah, see you later, guys. Hope you enjoy. Do you want to get straight into it then? If you want to just start by telling everyone who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, amazing. So I'm Lucy, obviously. Um, I am a women's life coach and healer. And I basically just help women feel their most strong and confident self, help them realize their potential and just give them all the tools and support that they need to feel their best and live a happy life. Um, most of my work is all on Zoom, but I work face-to-face as well in Bournemouth. So, can you hear the dog? Yeah, I love dogs. Do you? I don't have one at the minute. <laughs> She's a little puppy, little mini Labrador. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get one once we get a bigger house. Then I think. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, that's amazing. It must be a really nice job to do, just really satisfying, I can imagine. Sorry, do you mind if I oh, take yeah, that? Oh, yeah, go ahead. She's usually really quiet. I'll just pop That's her fine. out the door. One second. Puppies are like babies. You can never guess <laughs> how they're going to behave. Are they going to be good or they're going to yeah, be not absolutely. good? And sleepless nights, probably. Right. Oh, my gosh. At the beginning, it was like two hours, three hours sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah, what I was saying was that um, doing that job, it just must be so satisfying. It genuinely is. And I build such amazing relationships with my clients that it does just feel like I'm supporting really close friends and family. So there's nothing better than actually being paid to transform people's lives and help them feel their best. Like it is just the best job of the world. How long have you been doing it for? Uh, Nearly two years now. Well, what made you get into it? I, so I've always wanted to be a therapist. Um, I just never really had the confidence to pursue it. I kept having all those, sec- those doubts, self-doubt and being overly critical thinking, oh, I could never be that. I could never do that. So I just kept choosing the wrong courses at college and the wrong degree. And then it was actually after my mental health breakdown that I was like, oh my God, what are you doing, Lucy? And I was just so sure that I had to pursue it as a career. So I knew that if I wanted to be a psychologist, it'd be like another five years training and to be a life coach, it it was only a year. So I kind of just thought, you know, I'll go down the life coaching route and then I can see where it all takes me and what doors open for me. Amazing. 
Yeah. Been at, like a lot I've interviewed. I think you're like my third or fourth life coach that I've interviewed or kind of talked, yeah. spoken to. And um, so it's quite a new thing that I um that I realised. I've been to therapy, um, but yeah, it was a very new thing that I was introduced to just by doing this podcast, really, um, by hearing about what that was and what people do. And I think it sounds absolutely amazing. Like, because I was thinking, you know what, after the wedding and stuff, and I can afford it, I need like to go back to therapy. There's just a few things that I just need sort of sorting out in my head and then, you know, I'll be okay. But I think I'll probably will go down the life coach route, to be honest, rather than deep therapy. Yeah, they're really different approaches, to be honest. And it is really good to be aware because, you know, psychologists and stuff like that, they aren't predominantly for, you know, like more clinical mental health issues. Um, Counselling is predominantly sort of about like the past and how you're feeling in the present, whereas coaching incorporates all of that, but it's also very forward focused. It's about pushing you to feel better, how to feel better, similar to sort of like CBT therapy. Um, But it is also super important to actually check the qualifications of the life coach because the only downside with life coaching is you don't have to be accredited and you could quite literally just do a Groupon course and call yourself a life coach. So it's, yeah, it's really important to actually check and see if the course they did is what you would classify as legitimate. Not everyone will have the same opinion, but... So for example, my course, we it was a year long. I had to get 40 hours of training of, with clients. I had to submit a recording of a session. I had to do three essays, a case study, and attend five weekends of in-person training as well. So very different to doing sort of an online course. Yeah. Which is great as an introduction, but I always think it's quite dangerous territory if you're dealing with someone's emotional well-being. You have to be prepared and be fully ready yourself yeah definitely because it's what you know if you're spending a lot of money on you know a life coach it's obviously something that you really feel yeah. need in that moment so yeah to, to think that you could just be talking to Sandra down the road who just was yeah got herself a call well, that's exactly it so how do you because you say quite a lot of your um your thing is obviously making women feel more confident in themselves and mm. that's something I've definitely um what's the word like fluctuated in between you know yeah. having years of feeling really confident and then having a few years of not feeling how important do you think that like confidence is to have I think that confidence is merely a symptom of feeling good so I always talk to my clients about it in the sense that you're already perfect and whole and good enough and worthy it's just about helping you realize that And as soon as you realize that you're just great as you are, that's when you start to feel confident. And I think sometimes with this like well-being industry and self-love and self-care, we're constantly striving to be something else, to be better, to feel better. Whereas actually it's just about coming home to yourself and just realizing that every day that you're living today as you are today is life. That's just what life is like. So it's just about feeling amazing in what you have. And then so much more will come to you. What are some tips or just some, obviously you're not going to want to give everything away. That's why people come to you. <laughs> but what's, um, you know, a few tips that you give to people to become more confident in themselves? 
I think, first of all, it's getting rid of that inner critic because the reason we don't feel confident is because we're constantly feeling negative about ourselves or we've got that little, you know, that nudge inside of us that's going, oh, you could never do that or, you know, you're not beautiful or, no, look at you in those clothes. You just should never wear a crop top or something. You know, everyone's different. It's just about becoming aware and from awareness, that's where growth happens. So... I would say the first thing is to maybe like once a day for like 10 minutes, just jot down a few things that you've noticed you've said to yourself that day, just to see if there's a theme or um, noticing if there's a particular tone, like if it's more around your body image and it's very negative. From then, it's really helpful to give that voice, those thoughts, that feeling an identity and then when you do that, it's kind of like, it, it's not you anymore. It's that thing that's making you feel like that. It takes away that, that thing that makes you feel so deep inside. It becomes sort of like a person. So you could say it's called Sandra. And it's, for, for example, mine is a big sort of gothic black figure. <laughs> Sounds really dark. No, and I call it Margaret, and I'm like Margaret. She's this like really dark figure. She's almost like that ghosty vibe, um, very like black energy. And so when I was working on myself, I'd just be like, "Oh, shut up, Margaret!" Like here goes Margaret again. She's piping up. She's telling me I'm not good enough. She's telling me uh, no one would love me. Those sorts of things. Yeah. And that's just a really good start way to start. Yeah, I think that definitely helps isn't it something that I've learned is that awareness of like right I've been triggered by something I'm in a really Mm. bad mood now this is what it is like you know I don't have a bad life or you know I'm not having I'm just in this place right now and sort of riding that wave it is there's a lot to be said for that yeah 100% and also with with what kind of what you were just saying permission and compassion as well is super important like it's okay to want to lie in bed for three days Mm. it's okay to doubt yourself you know I always think of I a lot of what my work is I talk about our soul and how you know when we were born into this world our soul was this bright orb of light that was super shiny and perfect and over time people have dented it they've scratched at it situations have done the same and the orb has just got darker and darker and you know in order to get that orb to getting back bright and shiny and perfect, you have to give it compassion. You have to make it feel better. You've got to look after it. You've got to give it permission that, you know, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. Otherwise, you're just constantly adding to those scratches and those dents. Yeah. How long do you usually work with people for? Is it, does it vary? It does vary, actually. I, I suggest 16 sessions purely because... I've worked with clients on eight, six sessions and you just, you do make a really good headway, but I think in order to create lasting change, it's really good to have a higher number of sessions. So for example, with mine, it's 12 sessions and then you get four top-up sessions. So it kind of eases you out of the program in order to, you know, feel good for life and have that extra support when needed. Um, and then additionally, I think it is quite nice if you saw one every now and then because, you know, things happen in life, things trigger us, things change. So it's quite nice to be able to have someone that you know that you could go and book a session with for an hour and a half or two hours or whatever when you need it. 
Yeah, and I think that's something that people don't realise. It's like, mm. oh, I need therapy or a coach, you know, and I'm going through this terrible time. But then it doesn't mean that when you're done, you're done. Like, you yeah. whenever you feel you need it. Exactly, and there's no shame in that. I've been in therapy for three, four years now, and I don't plan on coming out with it. I, I think it's mm. literally the best. And I wrote it in a blog, in a post on my Instagram recently. I said that therapy has 100% got me to where I am today. And if it's got me to where I am today, imagine where I'll be in two years if I keep having therapy. Yeah. You know, coaches and therapists, we're all working on ourselves as well. So I think it should be more um, promoted and suggested to actually go and see a therapist. So many people ask for like the, what can you do at home? And it's like, you can do a lot, but there's only so many self-help books you can read and how many affirmations that you can read without doing that deeper work yeah and it's like what, what I liked with my therapist was that she gave me homework to do and then it, yeah. you know she would know the next week if I went there and hadn't done it yeah. you know, having someone there to be like why did you not do that you know yeah it's it, it's just so much better that way I think so much better and I always think as well like although you're spending money you're saving years like you are literally saving years of having a whole shelf and piles of self-help books and years of probably even more hurt added on to how you're already feeling. It's just such a worthy thing to do, honestly. Yeah, well, you're like, you know, you'd invest in a business or, you, you know, yeah. buy a brand new TV for 800 pounds. You'd do it on your nails. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's something where I think, God, you know, you're investing yeah. in yourself and in having a better life. Like, you yeah, know, it's everyone should be doing it. Save it up for it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And I always say that, you know, if you can't afford one person, you'll be able to afford the next. There's there's different prices for everyone. And, you know, life is for feeling good. We're so used to feeling low. There's so many people out there with mental health issues. And it's so normal now to have mental health issues than it is actually to feel happy. Yeah. And I think that's crazy. We should be investing in actually feeling good for life because... We only have every day as they come and it's so important that we make the most of it and it's hard to do that if you're struggling with your mental health. Definitely. I feel as well like anxiety for example is it just mm. seems like such a big issue nowadays and I didn't really realise that until I suffered it myself for the first time about four years ago um, that I realised like how many people really did suffer with it. Do you feel a lot of your yeah. clients come to you with like anxiety? Yeah, pretty much every client I have has bouts or suffers with anxiety, 100%. As, and again, I see anxiety as a symptom of just not feeling good. You don't, I, some people clinically have it, but I do just think that anxiety is a, is a cause of what's going on in your life. And if you address the cause of what's going on in your life, then the anxiety reduces. And for all of my clients, their anxiety goes. And it is just shows you the power of it because, yeah, anxiety is just a symptom of what's going on. Yeah. It's not who you are. Yeah, definitely. It's like for me, for example, like I, I used to be an actress. That was like what I wanted to do. And, all that. Mm. and so I was like singing and performing in front of like hundreds of people. I just never thought that I would experience anxiety. And when I did, it was because I'd previously suffered a miscarriage and then I got pregnant mm. again. So for that whole pregnancy, I was just so anxious and paranoid. Yeah. Nothing bad was going to happen. And then that spiraled so that when I did have my little girl, it was like I, I couldn't even leave the house because I was scared 
yeah and then it turned into social anxiety and so you know when we actually with the therapist got deep into it it was like well actually it all stemmed from that miscarriage so let's talk about the miscarriage you know that's exactly it it just snowballs and I'm really glad and appreciate you sharing that because that's a really good example of how it is it just from one incident and then it turns up in multiple ways yeah because I didn't realize that was what it was at the time Mm -hmm. you know uh, yeah. I'm going to have this forever and so you know, yeah. working on yourself and how you're feeling about certain things I mean my anxiety's not gone I have it in you know mm. it does come out every now and again but god not as bad as what I mean I would never have been able to do this podcast four years ago three yeah. years ago um talking to a complete stranger so yeah it, it really does help and you can get rid of anxiety definitely absolutely for me my mental health kind of issues came up because I was so lost in my life. I had such low self-esteem and I just had so much pressure about like, I don't know what to do because I obviously just finished this degree and I was like, oh my God. And so for me, it turned up in OCD. And then because of the OCD, I had anxiety. And then because of the anxiety, I had depression. And it was just like, what we were just saying, it appears up in so many ways, but as soon as you address that root cause, it might not go away completely, but it will go away quite a lot. Yeah, and I feel if you understand why you're feeling a certain way, do you do feel mm-hmm. better because you can name it, like you said? Yeah. Or, and you, you kind of detach yourself from it in that way, don't yeah. you? That's exactly it. It's just detaching yourself from it and realising that that's just a symptom of what's happened. You, you meant... It's not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You mentioned um, having a breakdown. I was mm. interested on what your story was with that I've had one as well and I was talking this a couple of episodes ago with um, an old friend actually and unless you've been through one you just do not understand I mean what even is that (laughs) yeah completely like not yourself and just I don't know I don't even know how to describe I would describe it as like a build-up of either one thing or multiple of things and then there comes a point where you just snap yeah and it comes crash and it does literally feel like it comes crashing down and everything you want's new you don't know anymore that's how I would describe mine yeah Wait, well, how long ago was that um it was gosh 20 started in 2018 um probably June or July um like I said I think it was a build-up of having really low self-esteem. I had so many negative things just constantly happen to me, which now in reflection, I knew that they were just happening to wake me up. They were just trying to go, Lucy, like, see it, see the situation yeah. for what it is. Um, and then I had just finished my internship for my degree and I thought, oh my God, what have I done? All these years, I don't have any good friends and... I just was in such a low point and it was actually something serious happened to a friend of mine and I think that was almost sort of like the trigger that made everything else fall off sort of thing right so I started crying before work and like being on the floor like oh my god I can't go into work nothing would happen at work but I would just be so hysterical and then I went to the GP and was just in like floods of tears and she was like yeah I think you need to get signed off so I didn't finish the last bit of my internship because I was in such a low place and then it 
kind of snowballed into I couldn't go for a run anymore because I was scared I was going to have a heart attack when I went for a run. Oh, no. Yeah, I couldn't take any paracetamol, any medication because I was scared that it was going to do something. I kept thinking I had brain tumours. Um, I was too scared to answer the door. I couldn't see my friends. It just turned into everything. Yeah. And and, th- and then I had to go back for my final year of uni. <laughs> it oh. was like, oh, no. It's, it's horrible, isn't it? Because, you know, when you get so like the things you were just listing off then it's like Mm. how do you get yourself out of that because when you're in it you just feel like you're in this yeah hole and you just you know it's so hard to get yourself out of that it's almost as if what I would imagine like a a drug addict someone addicted to heroin you you don't want to be (laughs) a drug addict but it's like how the how do you start coming off that and getting out of that hole and it's kind of the same thing, I imagine. I mean, I've never been addicted to drugs. But... Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I think for me, it was, I had to force myself. I got a, a psychologist straight away because I was like, I this is not okay. Like, I am not yeah. in a good place. And I had to quite literally force myself to do things. So my my psychologist used to say, you know, whatever you're scared of, do it. So it would be touching work surfaces and not washing my hands. I had to force myself to do that. It would be take that paracetamol, even though I was scared to do it. It would be, I'd have to basically like, I felt like I was a child again and I had to relearn how to do everything. Yeah. Um, and I think, especially with depression, you want to stay in bed and with anxiety, you want to do that. You want to stay away from the things that scare you. So you have to force yourself to do it. You know, you have to force yourself to get out of bed. You have to force yourself to do that thing you're scared of. Um, and even recently, I had a client who's, I think she said it's agoraphobic when you're scared to go outside. Mm. Um, and it, we kind of were like, okay, well, what's the first small step that you could do? And it was like, we'll just go outside the building, come back in. Next time you go out, go out to the end of the road, come back in. It's just about doing small things that can support you into that long term. I'm going to go for a walk on my own for half an hour, you know? Yeah, my dad's always said to me, if something scares you, attack it. And yeah. is, because it's like, you know, say you are scared of, you know, touching a dirty work surface because then something terrible is going to happen. You yeah. Know, you do it. How else are you going to know yeah. that's just your brain unless you do it? And then you realise four days later, oh, actually, nothing yeah. bad happened those steps but you need support for that because it's it- yeah you do that's the fundamental of it you know there's only so many books you can read you actually do just need that support to get out of it and that's really normal yeah and I, I also saw which I wanted to talk to you about was how big you're into med- meditation yes meditation <laughs> saved me for sure yeah I, it's, I've always um kind of dabbled in it um but that was mm. actually New Year's resolution was to read this book that I got for Christmas all about kind of meditation and Mm. start doing it a lot more which I have done and it has helped me so much and I don't think I'll go back to not doing it now I don't do it every I would like to (laughs) punishing myself for it I'm just whenever I remember to I'm doing it that's a really healthy way to look at it and to approach it yeah and I just wanted you to talk about a bit about that and you know all the benefits that can come from meditation oh it's just endless and amazing my the first thing I was subscribed like um prescribed from the GP when I went in was to buy the book peace in a frantic world and it's basically it explains what meditation is and how it can help with like depression and stuff 
but it also has a little CD or an app and it's got like 12 weeks or six weeks, maybe six weeks. I, I literally have that book. That's oh, it's an amazing, book. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. That got me into it and I'm, I'm sure it did with you. It, it's just incredible. And it is, again, forcing yourself to do it. At the first, you're not going to want to do it. But I knew that if I didn't, I would only spiral further. So I was like, right. I, I would set alarm clocks on my phone and force myself to sit there and do it. And even if I did a bad meditation where I'm not relaxing, I still knew that that was just still part of the meditation. Because some people think, oh, well, I keep thinking and I can't relax and my brain's going off in different directions. And it's actually like, well, that's part of the meditation because for that day, your brain was a little bit all over the place. But you still got to do it because it still allows your brain to go all over the place. It's giving it permission and and space to yeah. do what it needs to um but yeah meditation is incredible for confidence for gaining a greater perspective of the world and yourself your mental health reducing anxiety reducing massively that fight or flight response that's associated mm-hmm. with you know a lot of conditions um but i think it's really important to find the right meditation for you that's something i've definitely learned so i feel I've probably grown out of the peace and a frantic world ones now because I've been doing it for years so I've dabbled in other ones but I quite often find they either talk too much or they don't talk enough or there's not enough silence or not enough space so now I just record my own meditations and just listen to them so the same ones my clients get I listen to every day (laughs) that's a good idea because you know exactly what you want from a meditation exactly it's genius (laughs) um yeah because when you first start I mean it is weird yeah (laughs) you're like what the hell am I doing literally like say yeah but it is just so what I was saying to myself to make myself do it more was like every time I do it I never regret doing it oh oh, yeah 100% you know never even if you you know like you said your mind's gone all over the place you never sort of think well that was a waste of time yeah because even if you don't get what you wanted, you, you've sat there and you've relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you've just sort of, you, all your thoughts can get sort of placed yeah, where they, where where they and, need to. Yeah, and there's so many good guided meditations out there, isn't there? Like so for many. when you begin. Yeah, so many. And I think it's just a great way to come back into yourself. Because I always think about life as like we're constantly on the go. And even if we're not on the go, we never connect with ourselves. I always feel like our soul is sort of like out of our body. And if you go to like a Reiki healer or an energy healer, they'll say your soul, your energy is above your head because we're just so disconnected from it. Whereas yeah. when you meditate, it, it like sinks back in and it's in your body. And for once, you actually feel you. It's just great. Oh, that's like... Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit speechless now, actually. Something I've never actually thought about it like that. Isn't and it I'm true? Like, oh my god, because that's that is what I feel like. Like when you do it, it's almost as if you're like, oh, here I am. Yeah, you come back into alignment. Your body, that soul, that figure, comes steps back into your body, and it's like, oh right, here we're home. <laughs> god, that's amazing. Yeah. Is it for anyone? Like for sure, you try and get into it and get that book because yeah, get the book. It will just, it, yeah, it helps you so, so much. So, so much. I've got quite a few free ones on my um, Instagram as well. Um, and Amazing. I'll give you like a sneak preview. I am going to be doing my own meditation subscription. 
So there'll be lots of like therapy ones in there that I do with clients. There'll be short ones, relaxation ones, ones for self-love, anxiety. So I haven't like launched it yet. It's going to be in a few weeks, but. Oh, that, that's really good. That's yeah. a really nice idea. And I will definitely be doing <laughs> Yeah, I just thought sure. it'd be lovely because I've tried Headspace and Calm and I didn't quite connect with it. And I've heard a few people say that. Some people love it. Um, but yeah, I just thought if I'm good at it, I'd just make a subscription. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you want to, um, as we finish off, plug your social media and, yeah. you know. Where, to, where people can find you? I'm sure you've got your own website, haven't you? Yeah, thank you. So my Instagram is Lucy Barry Coach. Um, my website is on my Instagram, on the link in my Instagram, and there's free meditations on my Instagram. You can download some ones as well. And if you're particularly struggling with confidence and self-esteem and self-worth, there's a free workbook as well, which you can fill out, and it helps you do that, identifying that self-awareness, start understanding what you're thinking, why you're thinking it. And it is a really good step into sort of therapy and coaching. So you actually can go into it with a level of awareness. It's really helpful. So yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucy, for talking to me. I'll um I'll let everyone know where to find you because I think everyone needs to <laughs> have you as their coach. Oh, thank you. That's really sweet Honestly. of you. Thanks. You seem so lovely and it's it's just such a nice thing that you're doing and um I know it's your job, but I mean, if you didn't care about people, you wouldn't be doing it. No, you, honestly, so? I couldn't do anything else. I just couldn't. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, you go get your puppy back. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, Thanks so much for having me. All right. Lovely to meet you on the, over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye. bye.